Busy time of the year for camera announcements. Last night, in the middle of the night, Canon announced their brand new full-frame mirrorless, the Canon R. This is Canon. Been a little too nice to y'all. Now I got up price for y'all. Snake eyes on dice for y'all. Shoulders on ice for y'all. Frozen. A6 all the hay. I won't get involved today. Got lost in the ball and age. I'm flipping the balls. I'm flipping the flipping the flipping the. So let's talk about the Canon R. There's a couple things that I am excited about, and there's a lot that I'm kind of let down by. But before we get into this, let me give you a complete disclaimer. I am not in Hawaii right now taking beautiful pictures of a tropical island. I'm sitting in Fort Worth with nothing but a spec sheet and some opinions. And so I'm going to uh, mainly be coming to you from that direction. Choose your next words carefully. I also want to note that I am a huge Canon fan. I used to be all Canon and the only reason I left is because I felt like Canon were at this place where they really weren't fixing some of the things that I really liked about the camera and they weren't really keeping up in the world of being able to shoot stills and video out of the same camera. I love the lenses that Canon has made. I still do to this day and that's what I was really hoping Canon was going to do with this particular mirrorless camera. Now in fairness Canon this is is not their first mirrorless. They've had some APS-C with the M series, which considering for the money and what they did, they weren't bad, but there were big expectations for this camera. And if you go over to one of the many Canon websites today, you're going to see a lot of marketing speak around this idea of being a revolution. Now, let me say this. Back in the day when the Canon 5D Mark II came out, this is the point where I switched over from being largely a Nikon shooter into being a Canon shooter. That camera was a revolution. That was the first camera that Canon basically just kind of put a video functionality in and it changed the world. All of a sudden you could shoot full frame HD video. You could have depth of field and all the things that are inherent visually with a DSLR. And that literally changed the media that we create today I mean, in a big way. I think that that really ushered in this whole crossover between photography and video work because I think as photographers who have kind of this high level of aesthetic expectations out of what it is that we're doing, SD video with the interlacing was never really visually something that most people went after. Filmmaking is very different, but that was where the crossover was. And that camera really did change everything. It was far from perfect when it came out. It was 30 frames a second. It wasn't even 29.9. It was a hard 30. Uh, it didn't have the HDMI capabilities. There was very little you could do with it. And a lot of us that went into that system, and I remember I didn't make a lot of money back then, and I saved for months to get that camera. I was so excited. And a lot of us wanted to see Canon kind of continue continue in that tradition and really be the leader in there, and they really didn't. Well, that's a bit of a problem. Which is, I believe, what frustrates me a little bit about the body that they announced, the Canon EOS R. Now, just the long and short of it here, I know everybody's dumping specs today and talking about this in their videos. This is basically the 5D Mark IV. They've taken the sensor out of that camera, put more phase detection autofocus points, which is a good thing, and put it into a mirrorless form factor. A couple weeks ago, I did a video about why Sony is absolutely killing it right now in the mirrorless space, and I will summarize this a little bit for you now. They understand that mirrorless is more than just taking the mirror out of a DSLR. There is a world that's opened up to you and it, there's a lot of challenges that come with that. But basically when you're getting a full data readout off of the sensor, what it is you're able to do with that, manipulate that, whether that be stills, video, autofocus, all of the things that come with that system. And that's what I don't think that Canon and Nikon are grasping with these maiden voyage models that they're producing. But I don't think it's all that bad because it is a much smaller form factor. I haven't actually held one yet, but it will be interesting to see. And I'm going to reserve a little bit of judgment, at least in fairness to Canon until I'm actually able to use the camera 
camera. I think that's only fair to do. But the thing I do like about the announcement are the lenses that they're talking about. And I think at the very least that this whole idea of having to introduce a new mount into the Canon ecosystem is at least inspired the lens designers to start thinking in new ways and doing new things. And they're going to be very expensive from what I've seen. But as the system starts to mature, and this is the big if because it really needed to kind of be ready because they haven't been doing anything with this in a long time. And here's Sony that's been doing this for years now and they're way ahead, but it is what it is. And Nikon only has three lenses right now. Canon has four. Gotta say though, I never thought I'd see the day where people looked at adapters as a really good move. When I moved over to the Sony system, I did it primarily because they were taking video at least somewhat seriously. It had overheating problems and so on and so forth, but it was a really attractive thing to have this monster camera in a very small package. Back then there were very few lenses available for Sony and I was the adapter king. I adapted everything. Adapting is a complete pain in the rear end. Some people might like that, but I am really excited about the idea of the new lenses they're producing. I did go to their website and you've got to dig deep. I found this white paper you could download as a PDF and that actually had the lens element design charts and the MTF charts and all that stuff. These lenses really do look good and I think that Canon right out of the gate is being somewhat adventurous with the 28 to 70 f2 and there's a 50 millimeter 1.2. But this is going to be interesting too because I'm speaking of my excitement coming mainly from the optics side of the design. There's a little more to the lens than that. One, you do have to have good optics. That's really the core of the whole thing and I think that that looks really promising. But then you also have autofocus and performance in the way it interacts with the camera which is going to bring me to my second point of frustration with this system. When you look at the spec sheet, there is a lot of really cool things they're telling you this now has but there's way too many asterisks, asterisks next to things, way too many butts. For example, the camera does now have IAF, but it only works in autofocus single mode, not continuous, and it does not apply to video. It's like half there. We've got autofocus continuous, but not in the high speed burst modes, and these are still slower than what Sony is doing with the a7 III. Then there's stuff that's not really spec worthy, like single card slot or 350 shots per battery. Big battery drain, does that sound familiar? And by the way, Sony fixed that with the Z battery and you can buy that today. Another thing that bothers me somewhat, and I know this is marketing terminology and I know you have to say this stuff to try to sell cameras to the masses who don't understand what a lens mount is or how lenses work, but I'm gonna read you this from the website. This is a system designed for the future today. Building on over three decades of continuous EOS innovation, the EOS R system is based around a pioneering lens mount which offers greater creative possibilities and even more dynamic ways of capturing every moment. Guys, it's a lens mount. A lens mount's not creative, it's a hole. But translated slightly into what I think they're trying to say is that they now have more pens on the lens mount and it will offer more design possibilities for lenses that can come in the future. That's not really creative on the photographer's end, that's really more creative on Canon's end, which is fine. But then they also go on to say, this camera redefines boundaries of photography and filmmaking. Well, the only boundary that I've found that they've redefined is the crop factor in 4K, which is 1.7, which is fine if you've got some really wide angle lenses that you can use to compensate now there is actually a way around this because if you get the adapter for the EFS lenses, which are the APS-C size lenses, you could potentially vlog in 4K or do something where you need a slightly wider angle lens. This is not an ideal fix, but that is what's there. And I think part of the problem is it's a 30 megapixel sensor. 4K video is around eight megapixels. So there is a lot of downsizing you have to do from the capture to the endpoint. Now Sony are able to do it with the A7R3 just fine. 
It was a little overheating in the early days, but overheating, is that a word? But my point is it's dependent on the processor. And I think this has been a bottlenecks of Canons for a while. And this is why we're seeing the inability to do really good 4K in the DSLR lineup even. A lot of people think they're protecting the high-end cameras and maybe that's true too, I don't know. But the matter of fact is, is 4K video, you have a 1.7 factor crop that is huge. So I think it's a start. I think the lenses look very promising. Again, I have not shot with the camera. I don't know yet. If you know how to read an MTF chart and you know what you're looking for in terms of resolution and sharpness, Canon has always been very forthcoming with that. And Canon also, you can't deny that they are known for making great lenses. Some of the lenses in their lineup over the years have just been game-changing lenses. They're really that good. So I do trust that Canon can do it from that standpoint. I want to see them do a body and a system, though, that competes with the competition, which is mainly the elephant in the room being Sony. But the fact of the matter is, is that everyone is jumping into full-frame mirrorless right now and is going to be extremely competitive. You've got Sony, who have been around for a long time now, and unlike the other companies, they have more than three or four lenses. They They've got a whole lineup of lenses at this point. Whoever thought I'd be saying this? You have good battery life. Then we have Nikon who made their announcement recently. You've got Panasonic who've said they're jumping into the full frame game. And we haven't even gotten to Photokini yet this year. So my point is, I just wish there weren't so many buts in the specs here. That is very frustrating. But. <laughs> I would like to know what you guys think. And I could be totally wrong on this. And like I said, I have not had a chance to use the camera yet. I look forward to doing that eventually. But uh, until then, I really can't tell you much of how the system feels or works or what the ergonomics feel like. It could be an incredible camera. Uh, specs aside, who knows? I just, yeah, lots of butts. I would love to know what you guys think. So please drop a comment below. I'll see you in the next video. Until then, later. Been a little too nice to y'all. Now I got up price for y'all. Snake eyes on dice for y'all. Shoulders on ice for y'all. Frozen. A6 all the hate. I won't get involved today. Got lost in the ball and age. I'm flipping the